The San Francisco 49ers are once again hunting for a new defensive coordinator. Steve Wilkes fired. Did he get a raw deal? And who are the names? Who can we expect to be? And what is the fit for the 49ers this time? Because they got to get that right at D.C. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Excuse me, it's at Crocky209 now. He is back in the 209 on Twitter. I'll never get that right. Plus, it's still on the screen. We got to get uh, we got to get our graphics department in to fix that one. Uh, appreciate all the everydayers out there making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We appreciate all of you. This episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by. Nissan, are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. So a lot of candidates on the list here for the 49ers, and and we got to identify what we think they are looking for for a new defensive coordinator. we got to make sure they don't uh, mess with our timing and, and make that hiring right now. And, and not an after after uh, an hour after our podcast, like they did firing Steve Wilkes with our last episode that we recorded, uh, which clearly we we saw coming. It, it seemed like it was something. The writing was on the wall there with Steve Wilkes. Uh, did Wilkes get a raw deal to you, Eric Crocker? And by the way, thanks for uh, color coding with me. I didn't even realize we both got the the Edison high football maroon, the San Francisco Giants black. I like it. Yeah, you know that we're just so in sync, Peacock. So if you guys aren't watching on YouTube, if you're listening to the audio, keep listening. But also come over and you know hang out with us on YouTube. We go live. We got people in the chat right now. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to the everydayers. Uh, but as far as Wilkes, did he get a raw deal? Absolutely not. You know, it, at the end of the day, it, it's just like any other relationship. You know, you kind of get into the relationship. Get and sometimes when you move in with the person, you find out more about them, and it's like, ah, this may not work. You're a good person. Is maybe not the person for me. And I think both of us thought that it would be good if they both parted ways, right? Like if I'm Wilkes, mm, I think I want out of this situation. I don't think Kyle's looking for what I am. I think for Kyle, it was clear, and maybe the players as well, that maybe Wilkes and what he was isn't a fit for the 49ers. So uh, go and part ways, and I think that works for best. I do have a, a uh, uh, I'm not a take. I got a message from a Carolina Panther player. Would you like me to read what he said about Wilkes? Uh, yes. And is is this a superstar player that's about to get franchise tagged and traded to the San Francisco 49ers by the name of Brian Burns? Not not Brian Burns, but okay. it is another player there. And if anybody knows my background, it, it shouldn't be hard to guess um, what type of players typically follow me on social media. Uh, I won't give this player's name, but I will read the DM. And, you know, my, my question to him was, it was very simple. I'm like, man, you know, I'm just, the, the 49ers, for whatever reason, there seems to be a disconnect. I don't know exactly what it is. What are just your thoughts on Wilkes and your time playing under Wilkes? And uh, this player had this to say, <clears throat> and I quote, one of the best coaches I've ever had, best leader of men I've ever been around, and a stand-up guy, plays no favorites and holds everybody accountable. He's just a great coach. Uh, hold on, hold on. He's just a great coach all around. And if you ask anybody who ever dealt with him, you're most likely going to get the same answer from everyone. So 
That was one of his players, but and I hear him, but I think you might hear something slightly different from 49ers players. And, and maybe all these things they do like about him, but schematically, uh, and maybe just the way he goes about things, maybe not quite a fit. I asked, I asked one more person about him as well, Mike K. And, and he didn't call the place for the Panthers either, right? So that's that's right. that's two different things too. Maybe his best fit, and he wouldn't be the only guy that's ever been a better fit as a head coach than as a play caller. Or right. you know, and there's guys that are the opposite. They're amazing play callers, but as far as big picture and being a head coach, they're not great there either. So maybe that's just his skill set. Maybe being a DB's coach and assistant head coach will be his next gig, and maybe that fits him better than a play caller, and maybe even a head coach is, is better for him than, than being a defensive coordinator. And, and I think this – these comments right here from someone who covers the Panthers, I think he kind of alluded to the same thing. He said uh, he's one of the best leaders I've ever covered. Uh, he had a good ton of player support for the head coaching gig, just didn't get it. Uh, he felt that Tepper didn't want to be bullied into the hire. So that was kind of his take on it. But ultimately, all of that means it's a good guy. Um, I thought he coached well this year. I think for the 49ers, again, just maybe not quite a fit. And he can go on and and do good somewhere else with whatever he gets into. So uh, much love to Wilkes, but the 49er, their search for a new defensive coordinator starts now. Yeah, I was thinking back to you. Remember in the spring when after the hiring of Steve Wilkes and, and we were talking and, you know, it was clear that Kyle Shanahan wanted to run the same system he's been running, wanted to bring someone in that could run that system. And we all, we all thought it was going to be Vic Fangio, but Vic Fangio, you know, would be doing his own thing. So we thought maybe that's why he went a different direction and Steve Wilkes ended up being the answer. And then the first, the first ever time Steve Wilkes talked to reporters, he was like, he, he basically explained what he likes to do is different than what, what Kyle Shanahan's defense had been the last seven years. And he was like, okay, well, let's see. Remember he, the first words out of his mouth was he likes to blitz, wants to keep pressure on the opponent. He was like, well, they Fortnite's like to get pressure with four, maybe run some games, but they want to have more guys in coverage and get pressure with the front four. And I, I think that's where, the disconnect was was bringing it all together and Kyle Shanahan talked about that he said you know there there was nothing wrong with the man like they 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 found the right man they wanted but it was scheme that that just in the end it, it didn't quite work and you see how the 49ers defended the run it wasn't great but you know i think he did a good job with the dbs and you know Diamador Lenore has best season Traverius Ward was probably his best season as a 49er Ambry Thomas had some moments and so um yeah, it's uh, when you look at the 49ers run defense and in the the up front, the guys the, the 49ers are too good to be that bad against the run up front and in the end I think that was a big part of it. Difference in philosophies and yeah. how to go about it. And uh, you know again, I always talk about how I coach, you know, high school football, 7 on 7 all of that and I, I can tell you if if you're not on the same page with the other person and you're supposed to step in and do what they want you to do and how they want to do it but you see it differently this really just isn't going to work. And there's always going to be kind of this tug of war uh, battle between you, the other coaches on your, on your staff, if you're not on the same page. So uh, clearly Kyle Shanahan wants somebody to do something a, a, a little different and how he sees fit. And I, I think it would probably, and again, we'll get into the candidates, but finding someone that has specifically ran exactly how you want it, or somebody from in-house that has been a part of the other staffs that you had that might be more beneficial to the 49ers. And then I think it would be easier for Kyle Shanahan to put his fingerprints on that as opposed to change what a guy like Wilkes has been doing for a lot of years. So we can right away then 
take Bill Belichick off the list, Croc, with what you just said, because A, he's not going to run Kyle Shanahan's defense, and B, very unlikely he wants to be a defensive coordinator at this point in his career right now. Uh, maybe that's possible, but uh, I have a feeling when you look at some of these you know, big-name guys that are out there, the biggest of the names, especially when, I, when you hear Pete Carroll, you hear Bill Belichick, uh, I, I think you probably immediately cross those guys off the list. And, and not only... Not only that with Bill Belichick, but I mean, even if Bill Belichick is ready to come, you're talking about different personnel. Now you got Nick Bosa as a stand-up rusher, right, with the odd fronts. So that's something else. That's even a bigger departure than what Steve Wilkes probably wanted to bring in for the 49ers if you bring in one of these coaches like Belichick or Vrabel that run an odd front. Well, and not just that. To me, again, I feel like there has to be more than even just the X's and O's with the fit. I think personality as well. And it comes off as Shanahan is a, a cool dude off the, the field. And we've seen videos of him throwing footballs into a pizza oven, uh, yeah. hanging out with Joe Staley. So really he can be one of the guys. But then I think, you know, when it comes to the, the football side of things and the business side of things, he's a straight shooter and wants things done a specific way, whether it's with his players. And sometimes that can come off a certain way to them or probably with his coaches as well. And I don't know if Belichick, who has been doing things a very specific way and gotten everybody to groom, his big thing was a lot of times his like cornerback coach, DB coach or whatever, it could be someone that played water polo. But if you can learn, he can teach you how he wants to do his things. That's why I, I, I don't want to say guys' names, but somebody that played safety for him for a decent amount of time, he told me about that, like, he doesn't really care about your sports backgrounds or if you played the position or whatnot. Can I teach you how to do this? Can you give this information to these guys? And so he has his way of doing things and how he wants his guys to do things. Would he have to bring his own staff over? You have guys like, you know, Bullock and Holland and these guys that have been around the 49ers for a long time. Would Belichick come in and be like, eh, okay, you got your linebacker guy, you got your safety guy, but or a DB guy. Mm, I'm cool. I got my guys I want to bring. How would that mesh with Shanahan. So I think it would be a little bit more difficult to get an established guy like Belichick or even Vrabel as well. Next, let's get into those candidates. Let's name some names. Who are the candidates and who are maybe the best fits for the San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator job? Next. This episode of Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by DoorDash. And when it comes to any any watch party, and I know the Super Bowl is over, but people got watch parties for their favorite game shows, for their favorite TV shows, for their you know TV finales, or maybe you're just hanging with the with your friends, you're hanging with the boys, and maybe you just we're late on time, need to get those groceries in house. You can find all that and get it all to your door with DoorDash. Uh, DoorDash is the all-in-one app for your everyday needs: restaurants, groceries. Maybe you just need flowers, gifts. So next time you're running low on dinner ideas, pet supplies, or maybe just running low on time, you can get so much more than you realize delivered with DoorDash. So get dinner for tonight, groceries for the week, or a consolation prize for your sad 49ers friends, all on DoorDash. DoorDash, your door to more. Head to the DoorDash app to get everything you need delivered. Okay, Croc. I think Bill Belichick is so ridiculously unlikely we don't have to talk about it anymore uh i, I did a radio call kmbr I was talking with tom tolbert and he's like you at least make the call right and yeah you do make the call and i think bill belichick's right now 
being unemployed, he might, and, and he respects Kyle Shanahan, right? We think there's some mutual respect there between those guys. He might tell you straight what he thinks, and, and maybe that impacts your decision, and maybe that helps you going forward, or maybe you get a little part-time consultant thing going on like the 49ers had two years ago with Vic Fangio and maybe get Bill Belichick around a little bit, but not necessarily make him the defensive coordinator, maybe a sounding board for Kyle Shanahan. I think that'd be fantastic. You know, I think a consulting role would be really good. It probably has been a very strenuous last 20 plus years for Belichick, just running an organization and maybe wanting that reset, but still wanting to be connected to football and kind of be around that. And for, part of an organization that is run extremely well uh, between Kyle and John Lynch and those guys. So uh, why not be around the 49ers and just kind of consult and help with maybe some of your thoughts on areas they potentially can improve, which clearly you ain't won a Super Bowl yet. So there clearly are areas where you can get slightly better. Maybe it's preparation, right? Maybe it, it wasn't being prepared for overtime to the same extent that Kansas City was and making a decision off of a whim as opposed to something that you carefully thought of, you know, for a week or so and really game plan for it. So, you know, just getting ready for the things that you maybe haven't experienced and don't know may come. I mean, think about Andy Reid. Why was he so prepared for overtime? I remember years ago when Donovan McNabb was like, oh, I didn't even know the overtime rules. I didn't even know, you know. So it's like, man, he went through that. And now all of a sudden, you know, you probably prepare for it a lot more. There's probably other situations that we can't even think of that maybe Bill Belichick can really help a guy like Shanahan. So I, I kind of like that as a consultant of the 49ers. He doesn't have to be in for long hours, but he can be around and just kind of help a little bit. Do you think Kyle Shanahan needs to, and we've talked about this before with, with Shanahan, does he need to release his grip a little bit? Is he gripping a little too tight? And like, look, you're already the head coach. You are the offensive coordinator and play caller. You are... You have final say on the roster. Now you're going to be defensive coordinator too. Let somebody else handle the sink of defense and you can focus more on things like game management, get your players ready for what the overtime rules are and some other things you need to do as head coach. Well, actually, I think if you want to be involved in those things, then have somebody else be in charge of your offense and the game plans, right? Like who do you trust as an offensive coordinator? And that will allow you to be more of the CEO. You know, a, a lot of coaches that I've been around have been a part of the game planning for both sides of the ball, but they're not responsible for one side or the other. They oversee it. They talk about things. They're involved in the game planning, but you have your other guys that you trust to make sure that things run smoothly. So, uh, you know, I think for Kyle, if he does want to be more involved in defense and, and if he was involved in the Super Bowl, he did an excellent job, but you also obviously, you know, want to be involved with the offense. Maybe you have somebody that you've been grooming, trust that person to, be able to call plays and understand and see the things that, you know, the way you do and coach him up to the best of your ability. And maybe that will allow you to focus on or pay more attention to some of the other areas like a defense, special teams, uh, and maybe situational football as well. Jackson in the chat says, should Kyle give up play calling to be the defensive coordinator? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you look at, and we'll probably talk about Staley. Uh, obviously he was the head coach for the chargers, but he's also someone who was the uh, defensive coordinator for the Rams, man, 
he's a guy that actually started out on the on the defense on the offensive side of the ball. I think he like played quarterback or coached offense. Then all of a sudden, it kind of switched over. Bobby Slowick, I think same thing. He's a guy that was on the defensive side of the ball a lot. Now he's like an offensive guru and probably one of the next head coaches. So uh, to think that Kyle Shanahan probably couldn't call defenses if he wanted to, I think would be kind of foolish. I think he actually really could do it. He won't do it, but I bet it's something he could do. I bet he could. And maybe that's a good way to not lose your next offensive coordinator like Clint Kubiak is going to the Saints. Maybe maybe let maybe uh get uh get Brian Greasy ready to call plays for you and then Kyle can go call the defense. Uh, that'd be fun. I, I, that would be really cool. But uh yeah, that's that's probably not going to happen. I think Kyle likes calling offensive plays a little bit too much for that. Um here's the other thing about getting someone who's a high-profile defensive coordinator in. You don't want another one and done and then you got to go look for another head coach again if that guy or another defensive coordinator again if that guy goes and gets a head coaching job. So whether it's Belichick, whether it's um you know Mike, Mike Vrabel, you know scheme fit, uh, uh I don't know personality-wise if they're going to allow Kyle to tell them anything about how they run their defense and then they probably want a head coach job anyway, and then you're going to lose them. You have to find another defense coordinator anyway. So uh, I, I just don't like the fit for a lot of the big name, big name guys I, I see out there. And I know it's a little bit more difficult knowing who the great assistants are that could be a defense coordinator. But talking Belichick, I mean, Pete Carroll's not coming to San Francisco to be defense cor- coordinator for the 49ers. Mike Vrabel, I mean, th- those would be complete shockers. So I think we can take them off the list. The, the homie Guy Haberman had brought up Rex Ryan. And, you know, Rex Ryan was interested in the Cowboys job and his whole thing was, but I'm I'm good with TV, but if the right situation pops up, you know, I may be interested. And um, Rex is very interesting, definitely intriguing. He's somebody that, you know, I had the opportunity to be around. He is hands down the best coach I've ever had the pleasure of being coached by. Uh, just the way that he is everything all in one, which is very rare to find a head coach that is all those things, whether it's a player's coach, X's and O's coach, master motivator, and amazing teacher with the way he goes about things. You don't usually see that uh, with coaches, but he also is very uh, confident in his scheme and how he does things. You know, he he's a branch of his dad, Buddy Ryan, who was a tremendous defensive uh, coordinator and innovator of certain defenses. And, you know, he learned from him. And obviously, you know, he has his brother, Rob. So I don't know how that would mesh. Again, I, I don't know if it's a one-off thing, with Kyle kind of demanding things to be a certain way or if it's been that way. But if you are bringing in some of those kind of guys, I would say that would be a little bit more difficult to do that. There's one more former head coach that's available to be a defense coordinator right now. And Kyle would have some really good insight into Brandon Staley. who was a former DC with the um, with the Los Angeles Rams. We talked about how Vic Fangio was a consultant with the 49ers. For the 2022 season, Joe Staley came up under Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator. Um, so I think Brandon Staley, who ha- there's been some reports that he might be a name the 49ers are looking at. Brandon Staley could be a guy that while he did run a, an odd front, I think he could be someone who's been a successful defensive coordinator, has enough ties to Kyle Shanahan. If you're looking for someone from the outside to bring in, uh, he's a smart guy. He failed as a head coach, obviously, but he was good as a coordinator. And there's probably enough mutual praise and mutual respect from other coaches that Kyle would talk to about him. And he's also someone I think that Kyle would be able to say, hey, we're not going to run the odd front. We're going to run an even front, but go to work. Brandon Staley, I think he might be the leader in the clubhouse, Croc. What do you think? 
the interesting interesting thing with Staley, he was kind of one and done as a coordinator. He was the coordinator one year with the Rams. Then next thing you know, he's a head coach for the Chargers. Uh, I do feel like he's someone that probably could fit a little bit more, probably understands the vibes of a Kyle Shanahan type. You got McVay. I think McVay, slightly different, but kind of same vibes a little bit with how they kind of run things. Uh, maybe a little more loose. That's what it feels like. But when you look at Staley and potentially his fit, I think he was a guy that really first adopted that quarters, pr predominantly kind of a quarters defense and what that looked like. And, you know, you, you continue to kind of build on that. If you're the 49ers, I know the 49ers have been doing a lot of that as well. It seems like a good fit, but I'd have to know exactly how he wants to do things with the front, the linebackers, you know, how much do you put on them? How much do you put in coverage? I saw someone in the chat earlier say, man, it felt like Wilkes put a lot on the linebackers. I think they didn't have any more on them this year than they did in the past, especially when they ran a lot of that cover three. They had to carry uh, guys, look, th number three in the slot, vertically across the field all the way down. There were times where we saw Malcolm Smith running vertically 45 yards down the field with guys like uh, Tyler Lockett. So, you know, I think it's the same. You put a lot of responsibility on them in coverage, and that's why you guys you have guys that play a lot of defensive back in college as well. But I think Staley is probably a guy that is realistic and may be able to fit a little bit more than some of the older guys and also may not be looking to become a head coach anytime soon again, as opposed to Vrabel and Belichick, the next coaching cycle, their names are going to be brought up a ton. Maybe mm -hmm. you might be able to have a coordinator that you keep around for a few years. And Mateo says, uh, can't imagine Joey will talk up Staley to his brother, Nick. And uh, by the way, future 49er Joey Bosa too, in my opinion, we'll talk more about some of these off season things and starting on Monday, big team needs episode mock draft Mondays. Oh, it's off season time for the San Francisco 49ers. Once we figure out what this coaching staff is going to look like more of the candidates, some in-house candidates as well. Next. This episode of lockdown 49ers is brought to you by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs, with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is the perfect for city drivers and great escapes alike. Class-exclusive Google built-in. Uh, we're talking about a 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system with Google Assistant, Google Maps, Google Play, gone to the days of connecting your phone. It is automatic. And how about the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder? Has room for up to eight, an expansive cargo capacity, uh, and advanced available 4x4 capability. We're talking 284 horsepower with the Nissan Pathfinder and 6,000 pounds of towing. So take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, and the new 2024 Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. Hey, Peacock, uh, before yeah. we get into some more of the candidates, okay. uh, our guy CalBear949, uh, he has a good one here. Is it this one? All right, here we go. Big City Man. He says, I think one big coaching fail was fourth and one. Uh, you are not prepared for the QB keep. Uh, Got to tell Bosa situationally to crash on Mahomes. Everyone else goes first with Chaco. And uh, just from being in meetings, I would say it's a lot easier when you see that on TV as opposed to being down there on the field. And the reasoning why is when you are in meetings, a lot of times you'll go back three games. You know, sometimes you have more time like they did. You might go back five games, six games, seven games. There was not one time this entire year 
that Mahomes kept on that. So it's hard to say, hey, be prepared for something that they haven't done all season long. You're running 60 to 70 plays a game for 19, 20 games or whatever it is, and not one time did Mahomes keep. But, hey, on fourth and one right here, you might. So I think Bosa, you know, he was doing probably what he had seen on film. Oh, shotgun, they're going to try to run away. I'm going to crash down and try to make a tackle from the backside on this. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. But I don't know if I can put that on any uh, lack of preparation uh, because, I, you know, it's not like they had Justin Fields back there where you know oh, he's potentially going to keep it. Yeah, it's so hard when, when you have a quarterback that can do that and just uh, pull it down and, and get you some some yards. And, yeah, you're right. It, it, it's fourth and one. If everyone's not going hard after the running back, too, then it's just an easy get for him as well. So um, you got to be prepared, prepared, obviously, for those situations. It's a tough one. Don't let him be in fourth and one in, uh, in overtime, right? How about... Marquan Manuel Croc. I'm going to go to, I'm going to reference uh, Matt Barrow's article here for The Athletic, and you can get more detail from his article about some of these head coach candidates. A lot we've already talked about here, but um, there's a few interesting ones from outside the organization that have been around. And Marquan Manuel, it was a former safety in the NFL. He's a safeties coach for the Jets. He was with the Atlanta Falcons in 27 and 2018, and uh, he was, uh, he was, let's see. So wait, uh, he ran the Atlanta Falcons defense, excuse me, from 27 to 2018. Before that, he was an assistant with Kyle Shanahan at the same time with the Atlanta Falcons. So has some, uh, some background with Kyle Shanahan and he does come from the Pete Carroll, uh, defense with Robert Sala. And, you know, so he, he's kind of gone through the cover three. Then we're going to do more of now what Robert Sala does. So there's a lot of connections there with Mark Juan Manuel, which is an interesting name. I think, uh, from outside the organization, Still, another one from outside the organization who's been with the 49ers in the past is Corey Unlin. He's the Texans' defensive passing game coordinator. I'd probably put him right now uh, at number two as the most likely to be the 49ers' defensive coordinator uh, after um, after Brandon Staley. And obviously, Unlin went with the was with the 49ers in 21 and 22, and then left with D'Amico Ryan's to uh, to go be defensive passing game coordinator with the Houston Texans. So he's an interesting name to keep an eye on uh, for the 49ers as well, just because of those, those ties. And he's still running similar systems to what the 49ers do under D'Amico in Houston, uh, Richard Smith, Indianapolis Colts linebackers coach. And uh, he's an older guy, 68 years old, uh, been around a long time. Dolphins, Texans, Falcons overlapped a couple of times with Kyle Shanahan earlier with the Texans and then with the Falcons again. So, uh, Richard Smith has some overlap, but if you're going to go with an older coach who's a linebacker coach, Croc, why not just stay in-house? Maybe the guy who should have got the job anyway. I know there were some health problems that maybe added to uh, the idea that uh, Johnny Holland, 49ers current linebacker coach, why he he wouldn't have gotten the job last year. But now he's a couple years removed from um, the myeloma, I believe, is is what it was here, according to Matt Barrow's article, some health conditions that Johnny Holland had. But maybe he's the guy in-house. I like the thought of somebody in the house, and there's going to be a couple of candidates between Holland. Uh, you got Bullocks, who's been, you know, the safeties coach uh, seven years now. He's been he's been with the 49ers for a while. I love the thought of someone that's been in the house. That was our thing last offseason, and it was really, really somewhat of a shock that they went and got Steve Wilkes. Uh, you look at in the house and what the 49ers have done so far to this point. Uh, right away, you got 
Robert Sala. Not in the house, but that was the first kind of domino that you identified. He runs something how I like it. Wasn't the first option, but you ended up bringing him in. With him, you got D'Amico Ryans as well, and Holland, and all the other guys, right? So, okay, let's teach Robert Sala. And everybody else that we've mentioned has been in all of those meetings with Sala on how they want a defense to go. He goes away. D'Amico Ryan's next man up. He's been there the whole time. Truly understands it was a part of every single meeting with Robert Sala. Boom. He goes away. Well, let's maybe stick with someone else in-house that has been a part of the game planning and truly understand and knows Kyle Shanahan. You know, I talk about, you know, the relationship thing, right? And with me and my, I'll, I'll never divorce my wife, right? Because like, she knows me. I, I don't have to, you know, teach someone, you know, how I am, the things that I like, how I like things done, you know, when I get home, what that looks like. And when you're somebody like Holland and, and, and uh, you know, Bullock, you have been around Kyle Shanahan and truly understand that. So even when the rest of the world doesn't quite understand Kyle Shanahan, the Eric Crockers of the world, you understand him. And that's what matters most. And I think that would be a better marriage between not just Kyle Shanahan, but with the players as well. Chris Kacarek's obviously a big name in-house. Um, I think Kyle Shanahan was asked about that, and this was his quote from Wednesday. He says, I know what Chris majors in. I know what he loves to do. His passion is D-line. He doesn't go outside of that a lot, but Chris is a hell of a coach, and he's capable of doing a lot. So uh, it doesn't sound like Chris Kacarek's probably going to be the guy there, um, but clearly – Chris Kucerich's a guy that Kyle Shanahan wants around, which is another big thing. He's got a Kyle Shanahan wants to keep a lot of his uh, assistants who are around and probably wants to keep that wide nine front that Chris Kucerich is running there on the defensive line. Here's a dark. I think that was a big thing, real quick. That uh, even like going back to last year, when yeah. that coaching hire cycle started for the defensive coordinator. Kucerich's name was brought up, and a lot of what I've seen was people immediately kind of shooting it down, saying. Mm, he kind of likes being a defensive line coach. And, and unless you've kind of really been in those shoes and everything that goes into, you know, game planning, install, being responsible for all these players, it's hard to understand, like, how someone could be like, I don't want to be a coordinator. Yes, it's more money, but it's also more problems. Let me stay at this position. I do this well. I interact with these guys, and I don't want to take away from what I am with these guys on a daily basis. So I could see how a guy like Kacerik might just want to stay as a defensive line coach. A couple more names that, that aren't being thrown out a lot but are dark horses for the 49ers. Another one from the Texans staff, linebackers coach Chris Kiffin, who did spend a couple of years with the 49ers, and, and he was one of the guys that was really pounding the table for Aziza Alshair, who he coached in college, which was a, a great call, by the way. And, uh, you know, D'Amico Ryans was a linebackers coach. Robert Sala was a linebackers coach. Now Chris Kiffin was with the 49ers, and now he's D'Amico Ryans' linebackers coach. So, so there's an interesting name there. And then Nick Sorensen is the 49ers defensive passing game and Nichols, uh, nickel back coach. And uh, he, he's very highly thought of apparently in the building and, and Barrows brings him up here. And I heard Greg Papa talking about him and the way he runs some practices and what he does with the, with the ball. There's this ball drill or something that he does that, uh, that, that is a, that is a big deal. So uh, Nick Sorensen's another interesting name for the 49ers. And the last thing I have written on the background for those of you watching our rundown here on, uh, on YouTube, the lab. I think it's so important. I think that's what has made Kyle Shanahan such a good offensive mind and offensive coordinator and why his assistants are in such high demand. It's it's when they get in the lab and how they figure out what works and what to do. And Steve Wilkes wasn't a part of that. He didn't get to spend time in the lab like Robert Sala did because the defense that Robert Sala left from the 49ers wasn't the same defense they started with when he was brought in in 2017. And D'Amico Ryans was around for all of that. He was in the, in the lab for all of that. And so... The guy they bring in, I think, is someone that has to 
that had to be in the lab. Someone that's been around understands the why, why they're doing all exactly the things that they're doing, how they got to where they are, that knows the personnel. And uh, it goes right along with what you were just saying, Croc. That's why I think in-house or someone who's been in-house and is still in New York or in Houston running similar schemes, that's where my money is for the new D.C. Did, did Sorensen play in the NFL? Why does that name sound familiar? Yeah, yeah. former NFL player, safety. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. I remember. Okay, I remember. Early 2000s. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Nick Sorensen. Uh, so those are the names. Those are the candidates as we know them today. Hopefully, Anyone you like most. I, I'm not as down on Staley as a lot of people are, but you're down on the head coach Staley. I, I don't no. know if they're down on defensive coordinator. Staley. Yeah. Right. But right. if you watch, you know, as a head coach, he just at times it felt incompetent. Uh, and, but as a coordinator, he might just be better suited to, to be that. And his defenses didn't play well either. That's the that's the scary thing. But and, and as the listener brought up in the chat, maybe Joey Bosa is like, oh, this is great. He just, you know, this and this went went bad, but he's awesome with X's and O's and he's super smart. And, you know, maybe that would be the, the scouting report on him. And, you know, was he the DC was it for Chargers? Yeah, he called defensive plays too. Okay, that's terrible. Then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he had the guys like you know. It's like you want to go. Oh well, they didn't quite act. No, no, they had some ballers. <laughs> you know, he just might not be good. Hey, he got that job for a reason. He won a Super Bowl with the with the Rams. Yeah, but you you don't know if like okay, as a defensive guy, sometimes Robert Sala, the first thing he did was hand the defense off to Jeff Oberk and was like, all right, Oberk, you call plays. I'll kind of oversee everything, and, and that's fine as well. But you know, when things don't go right. It kind of falls on your shoulders. But with Staley, if you he was also coaching the defense, and he had some guys, a lot of injuries, I will give him that. They, they have dealt with maybe some of the worst injury luck every year. Like this year, the 49ers were relatively healthy. You, you lost uh, Hufunga, and, you know, that was a hit. But for the most part, you, you were pretty good. 2020, they were really hit right when you lost Bosa and everybody else. But for the most part, it's kind of one outlier year where you lost everybody. It feels like the Chargers lose Bosa and Derwin James every year for an extended period of time. And like those are the guys supposed to carry a defense. You know who I'm interviewing is whoever Steve Spagnolo with the Kansas City Chiefs number two is on his defensive staff is who I'm interviewing. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind having a piece of, of what's going on over there because they're, they're, they're playing ridiculously good football. And you would f- learn a lot about how they think about defending you. So you would learn a lot about yourself at the same time. So, um, uh, and look, and look, how awesome has their, have their defensive backs played with the chiefs? We're talking about, um, Traverius Ward was what a seventh rounder or was he undrafted? And undrafted, then- uh, free agent to the Dallas Cowboys was let go from Dallas and picked up from Kansas city and turned into a really good corner for them. Yeah. Legereus Sneed was a fourth round pick and he became a shutdown guy. He's about to cash in this off season. Uh, they've done a really good job coaching up those guys on the defensive side of the ball, um, creating pressure, covering, you know, running around, hitting guys. So um, I might, I might. I'm looking on a nickel oh. name right now. Uh, McDuffie. McDuffie. Uh, but Second out of Washington. He yeah. was an, an, an outside guy. Uh, but they saw fit. Hey, man, he has some of the stuff. We can put this guy inside and he end up being an all pro in the nickel. So being, even being able to identify guys that truly fit at a high level to where you're able to do more things with them and be more versatile. I think that's something uh, maybe the 49ers can kind of dive into as well. I got a guy, man. You know, shoes, man. You can look at uh, Del Madola Norm. He's 
He's got some of that too. If he was yep. in the all pro talk for how he played a nickel, I would not have been surprised. Uh, Kyle's not going to go to the Chiefs, though, right? I can somebody come. We beat you, so you got to listen to me on how I do things. I'm like, <laughs> ah, go ahead, and stay over there. He would have that too. Like anytime something comes up, he's like, uh, well, hold on, and he would have his rings on his finger. Hmm, let me think about that, Kyle. Uh, did you did you hear what Kelsey was saying to Traverse Ward while he was blocking him? No. Oh, do you like it over there, huh? You like it over there? He he was blocking him pretty good too. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you like it over there? I'm like, whew. It, it hurts more because you lost to them. Like, you win yeah. and he says that. It's like, ah, yeah. we won. You yeah. lose. It's like, damn, I can't say anything. I'm just going to act like I didn't see that clip. All right. We got to go. Appreciate all the everydayers out there. Thanks to everyone who's jumping in the live with us on this Thursday night. And uh, if not, enjoy us on your Friday morning drive to work as a lot of folks do here. Appreciate all the everydayers. Make sure you are subscribed on the Locked On Podcast Network, YouTube, and everywhere you get your podcasts, your team every day. Croc and I back Monday, off-season mode, team needs. We're looking at draft. We're looking at free agency. And we're probably looking at a new defensive coordinator as well. Talk to you then right here, Locked On 49ers.